Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. My name is Ethan Colburn. I'm your host. Thank you guys for coming back for another episode. Uh, really excited to share this episode with you all. This is um, Dazed and Confused, the iconic Richard Linklater um, hangout movie. Uh, and I was honored to talk to Todd Gaines um, from Bulletproof Action a uh, popular user on Letterboxd, so it was uh, it was really nice that he took the time out to speak with me on this, and I had a great time talking to him. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. A couple other announcements. Uh, later this week, I will be putting out a podcast with Jared Gilman, who is the star of one of my all-time favorite movies, Moonrise Kingdom. He was also in Patterson. He's currently at NYU, um, working on a bunch of student projects, and just a really, really cool guy, and uh, really cool that, like, the podcast has come so far that, you know, like, the second movie I do uh, is Moonrise Kingdom, and then, you know, 25 episodes later, I get to talk to the star of that movie, so uh, that's all a credit to you guys and being such supportive listeners of this podcast, so... Thank you guys all. Uh, I'm really excited to share that episode with you guys. And then uh, next week is Lord of the Rings week. And we've got three episodes coming out um, and three episodes for the three Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I marathoned them with my friend Liam. So uh, we did we did it over a couple days. So the the two towers one was the one that we did after fellowship so that one we're pretty drunken but i think it makes for a fun podcast so uh i hope you enjoy that don't forget to um rate the podcast on apple podcasts and uh check out the drink recipe for this episode um we drank amaretto sours and they were like so good like they've gotten me all into amaretto like i want to use that stuff for everything. So, uh, check that out on my social media. And, uh, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hope you enjoy. You're getting air from there, man. It's no good. It was the last day of school. Uh, Miss Crawford, I was thinking that maybe you and I can get together over the summer. I mean, it'll be legal. I mean, come It was the first day of summer vacation. Do you guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. It was a time they will never forget. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. I thought he was cute. You thought he was cute? Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? If only they could remember it. Awesome. Todd, welcome on the podcast, man. Hey, what's up, Ethan? Thank you for having me on. It's an honor to have you on and talk about um, this just amazing hangout movie um just like an all-timer tased and confused uh what an awesome movie and and what a great drink we chose to pair with this what was your um thinking with the amaretto sour i just love it well i was trying to think back to when i was about 17 years old and how i wanted to get drunk 
And how I would get drunk was to drink a Amaretta Sour. So why not, since the kids in Days and Confused are, you know, about to be high school seniors, I said, hey, what did I used to drink back then? And that was a drink of choice. <laughs> kind of like it's so perfect. I, I just um, I, I just went to make myself one um, five minutes ago, and I realized, like, I, I'd gotten a Costco-sized bag of lemons <laughs> at, at the beginning of the week that i and and i just used my last lemon on this drink so if that tells you how much i've been enjoying them recently it's such a fun drink i don't know that i've ever had i don't know that i've ever had any um amaretto before it's such a fun um flavor to put in the drink i'm excited that i have introduced you to a new uh drinking experience and hopefully we can uh, stay (laughs) sober enough to at least uh have some sort of uh, talk that makes sense about Dazed and Confused. But hey, let's have some fun there, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it, it's a fantastic choice. So I usually I usually have my guests um just have sort of a synopsis of the plot. Yeah. I don't know what plot there is yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. And in, 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 I'm, I'm not sure what plot there is, but like if you want to just yeah. give like a brief yeah, sure. overview. Okay, so let's look at it. It's the last day of high school in somewhere Texas in, let's say, May of 1976. And our main characters are either upcoming freshmen or upcoming seniors. And the movie is going to involve, or, or whatever, whatever that word's called, um, revolve around, uh, let's see, Randall Pink Floyd, who is a upcoming high school senior. And then you also have uh, Mitch Kramer, who is the upcoming uh, freshman. And I guess the big storyline throughout the whole movie is, will uh, Randy Pink Floyd sign his uh, pledge pledge sheet not to, you know, do drugs or any other debauchery or have sex after 12 or, I mean, that's like (laughs) the whole film. And then you have young Mitch Kramer, who's going to run for his life, the whole film because of the rituals that we have in this film. I'm sure we'll talk about later about the uh, upcoming senior boys beating the living hell out of the uh, upcoming. Oh yeah. uh, Paddles. (laughs) So it's really just a day, <laughs> yeah. like, like we have like 24 hours in the life of these kids. Yeah. I think less than 24 hours. Yeah. It ends with, yeah. it starts with them, them leaving school mm-hmm. and then it kind of ends in the, in the, yeah. in the yeah, like, sunrise of the next yeah, day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like one of those like perfect, what, what, what do they call it? Like day in the life. This is definitely a day in the life. Day in the life. Yeah. yeah. Day in the life hangout movie. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think hangout movie is the key there. Like, I, I mean, I think this movie kind of defines the concept of a hangout movie. Just the idea that you're you have this cast of characters and you're introduced to them slowly. And I, I mean, like, you did a pretty good job with the plot. And 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 and, and like you're right. I mean, I think the most central sort of driving force is will the quarterback sign this thing? Yeah. But like that even isn't really that focused on throughout the movie. I mean, it's more just sort of what is this 
cast of characters up to on uh, on like the last day of school in Texas or the last 24 hours after school cuts out. And so you kind of have this. um, And like, I'm not sure there's that many movies that I would be totally fine just starting over the moment I'm done with them. And this movie is definitely in that category. It's just like, I feel like I could just hang out with these people a lot longer. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely uh, every time you watch Days to Confused, you're like, man, I, I kind of wish they made a like a sequel or, or I kind of wish I could have hung out with these people <laughs> because, I mean, there's yeah. still there's still you could you could do so much more with this story. I mean, you could uh, like when I was in uh, school, we had, we would almost like come up with like stories like what would happen to some of the characters after the film. Or just because mm. we're always talking about it, or always watching it. Hell, we used to watch it on like like the subtitles just to like memorize the uh, the the dialogue in the film. I mean, it's it's so many you know likable characters, and also, I mean, it's and one thing that's it stands the uh, you also have like well known people now, and then you also have unknowns in the film as well. I mean, the cast totally. is almost like equally. I mean, I think you have like three Academy Award winners if we count uh, Renee Zellweger because she just has just a very brief cameo. Oh, right. I was kind of mentioned that. I, I saw that in trivia about the movie, but I didn't catch her yeah. cameo in this. Yeah, she's... Uh, okay, her cameo comes at the uh, party at the Moon Tower. Oh, got she it. Is, yeah, she's credited as like girl in blue truck. She is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, keg, and she's pumping the keg. I think for someone to get a drink. So that's when I that's when I caught her. She that's awesome. Might be in, she might be in the uh, like one of those little ritual scenes with a uh, Parker Posey doing the uh, air raid bitches thing the whole time. But uh, <laughs> she might be in a scene there. But I definitely saw her in the because I, I watched it I watched it recently and I and I and I watched it for because it's, there's only like a few things that I just haven't caught and i'm like let me just find her in this and sure enough there she was and then of course we also have two other academy award winners and ben affleck and matthew mcconaughey so pretty right cool. yeah pretty cool so what's your experience with the movie um when was the first time you saw it and sure. what was it about this movie okay so kind uh, of made you fall in love with it <laughs> hi so I actually got to see it on uh, VHS tape back when I was in high school. Okay, I was a freshman and freshman Love or it. sophomore in high school, I think. And so, you know, I, I caught this. It's a perfect and time. The first thing, oh, it was, it was, and I was like, man, I think I want to like smoke some weed now. I mean, really, I mean, this is one of those <laughs> movies that. You know, I, was like, I was like, wow, I was like, it's, this was definitely not a just say no to drugs movie. I was, uh, I was totally, fully totally like, not. It was kind of cool because it was um, I was almost, I was like kind of a mix of um, of of Randy and Slater. I mean, people at school would either call okay. me like, Pink, you know, from like Randy Pink Floyd or Slater because I'd be like, hey, man, you know, I always had that, you know, <laughs> as you know, the years as the years went on, it was it was mostly <laughs> I, I mean, when I watch it now and how ridiculous uh, 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 Roy Cochran looks in his uh wig that he was wearing for slater but uh i oh, was yeah. like catch you later catch you later you know but uh i mean that's that's one thing that i loved about it. and also the soundtrack man the soundtrack is 
is totally it's totally 70s. It's really cool music. And Linklater, he's so into detail. So every single song that you're going to hear in that movie is a song that was recorded and released before May of 1976. Cause he likes, he likes kind of like small details like that. So all the music yeah. would be the music that the kids growing up in that time would be listening to. So just a yeah. little fact. Yeah. I heard as well that the, um, that one sixth of the production budget was spent on the soundtrack. Yeah. 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 And, and and like that makes a lot of sense when you watch the movie because they have some amazing songs in there and they and it it it, it seemed like a pretty cheap movie to make. I mean, you have mostly unknown actors at the time and um it's it's mostly shot in a small town in Texas, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I I yeah. I, I, I know Linklater's from Texas. Yeah, it's it's mostly shot in Austin. Austin, okay. Texas is when it's mostly shot. And like with the music, I mean, just just starting it out, you know, we have Aerosmith, we have a Sweet Emotion, you know, what a have, great uh, intro too. And just how that, yeah, hell yeah, and how the cars just, you know, the kids are just, you know, I got my badass car, I got my hot girlfriend, we're smoking a joint, we're pulling into school. We're, we, I mean, music was so important to kids back then, and just. What's really cool is we start with an Aerosmith song and and when we end the movie, what are we doing? We're going to get tickets to an Aerosmith concert. So this is kind of cool. Right. Right. It, 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 it does kind of come full circle like that. Are you from Texas or what part of the country are you from? I know, right? I have that that little southern. I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm, hearing, I'm hearing a bit of an accent. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Georgia. Okay, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I have a my southern drawl. I can bring it, you know. I I can go southern like this, or I because <laughs> so I've always been like, all right, all right, all right. Or or when somebody asks me how some something's doing, it's I'm like I'm L I V I N man, live in. So I've, I've quoted <laughs> I, I've quoted so many quotes from this movie throughout my life, and I, I mean I still to this day just. <laughs> I, I probably quote Dazed and Confused at least once or two. I mean, of, of course, it's the, my favorite one is um, it's like, hey, man, uh, I, do you got a joint and, you know, and, and be a lot cooler if you did? I mean, that's probably yeah. my absolute <laughs> favorite. I have a couple people. It's almost like just a running gag when I see them. It's just, you know, you see somebody. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> yeah, be a lot cooler if you did, man. So <laughs> No, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many quotes in this that make it so iconic you, you you were talking earlier about how you sort of wish we got a sequel to this and i think the closest thing we got is um blink later's 2016 movie everybody wants some and, and, and oh, yeah, that's yeah one of the movies oh, yeah. you were talking about possibly having on the podcast but um yeah i mean that's kind of the closest thing we got and we okay got to a sequel to this, it strikes a super similar tone and it takes place in college. So in some ways that's kind of the thematic sequel to this movie. Yeah, yeah definitely a, a spiritual sequel. Spiritual. A, yeah. Spiritual sequel. I, I absolutely love everybody wants some. I've <laughs> probably in the last uh, five years or so watched 
everybody wants some a lot more than I have days to confuse. I've almost days to confuse has almost been like a, a neglected little puppy that I haven't like petted in a while because <laughs> I was, because I've been so into everybody wants some, but having the opportunity to come on your podcast, I was like, man, awesome. Let me put in my criterion disc. Cause I, I do have the criterion disc of this. And I had, I had a VHS. I've had the DVD. Um, there was a other Blu-ray, and then I have it on uh, like digital to watch on an iPad if I'm ever somewhere. Nice. And I had the Criterion Blu-ray. So I popped that in today and I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen this. I think I saw it at one point in college and I didn't obtain it in probably three years or so. But I mean, I totally forgot like half the cast. Like I totally forgot. Um, Ben Affleck was in this, which was so odd. I was like, "Oh yeah, he's a pretty major character yeah. in this." <laughs> like he's so there's, all, there's the, so the odd. only guy to fail intentionally to to beat freshman even more. <laughs> the only guy to yeah, which is like I an mean, extra level sure, of I mean, evil. Either, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's like is he that stupid or is he that demented that he actually wanted to spend another year in high school just to beat. And, and it's like nobody is saying like no one cares that they're beating the, the hell out of these kids. You know, it's like there's there's no like no consequences to these kids getting like the hell beat out of them. And it's, it's just hilarious. It's like you wonder like what kind of stuff has gone like if any of this is, you know, I think a little bit of it's kind of based on link letters like growing up. But like how many towns do you think had like little rituals like this where the freshman kids got the hell beat out of them on the last day of school or it's just it's just hilarious it's funny the way like a, a, a adults in this movie play play no role except for the dude's parents that shut down the party like it seems like every other adult in this movie tries to stop the kids actions and they just play no important role i mean obviously mcconaughey's character is an adult but like i'd say other, other than him well yeah, it, it's kind of debatable how old uh, Wooderson, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's character is. Yeah. I mean, he could be anywhere. Uh, he could be 22 or he could be 32, but he's, <laughs> but he keep play. I mean, he's, uh, I guess the only adult that might be somewhat helpful is the convenience store clerk who sells uh, Mitch the beer. Good point. Good point. Who's at, at 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 first he's talking to the you know the the pregnant lady who's smoking cigarettes, <laughs> buying alcohol uh, to make sure to you know I don't know have something you know it's like drink plenty of vitamin C or take your vitamins or something like that. He was you know but not giving a crap that she was smoking or buying alcohol. And he's like, see you tomorrow because he knew she was a, a drunk. But <laughs> but yeah, like all. Like you got Kevin Pickford's uh, mom and dad. They're just your typical, you know, parents you would have in a film like this. The other adults, uh, the the coaches, the 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 coaches, right, the are coaches there that no one listens to. to. Yeah, yeah. The coach is like Randy Floyd. What the <laughs> hell? And, and you also have the uh, the middle school teacher that has the infamous, you know, men fifty or fifty of you are leaving on a mission. 25 of you ain't coming back when he 
gives one of his old war stories to to Mitch in the game, which is so unhelpful. Uh, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you have the adult with the gun that wants to murder the children for destroying uh, mailboxes. So you have the uh, destroying a mailbox is a felony offense. <laughs> so you have you have that guy. You also have the old the old man who's like, is this arm about ready to throw for two thousand yards? When he was talking to uh, Randy, right? He's like, we depended on you boys. He's like, he had like thirteen starters, twenty two Letterman, looking tough. I mean, so all the all all the adult characters. Um, uh, and you also have uh, Mitch's Mitch's mom, who you know gives him a little lecture when he gets home. He gets a get out of jail free card. Yeah, like totally. Knows yeah. he's drunk and just doesn't really care that yeah. much. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I mean, what a yeah, you know, what 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 a night that boy lived right there. Right. <laughs> he, he got all of high school out. He got everything out of high school in one night. And then I think the so, only one that I think you forgot to mention is the um, shop teacher who's sleeping. Oh yeah, people yeah. are making the yeah. paddles in his class. Who apparently was a real teacher at the school. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. The guy's asleep. He's a real teacher. And, and they're making and the bongs and they're making on. paddles and they're making all these like all these, all these like horrible things in his class and he just does not care at all. Yeah, that was Zaya. Yeah, that guy, he's just knocked out. I mean, that's that's a class you take that no one cares about. So it's the last day, so why not? Totally. Totally. Um so I usually do like a draft at this point in the podcast. Um, and that can be like anything in the movie that you just love about this movie. Like what it can be a moment. It can be anything that you love about this movie. So what would be your yeah. favorite thing about this movie? Wow. Okay. So that's kind of like if, if you have children to pick your favorite <laughs> exactly. child, so let's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or your, yeah. So let's, uh, okay. So the scene, when they when they're smoking on the uh, let's smoke a joint on the fifty on the fifty yard line. Okay, so that scene right there is is really kind of iconic. If you want to look at almost like as a filmmaker, Link Linklater's filmmaking skills because um, Dom is like he's like saying this stuff like I did this in school, I did this in school, I did this in school, and then like and then like uh, uh, Randy Floyd's just kind of like looking like looking up. Like mm-hmm. he's just like looking up and uh, stars and stuff. And I, I, I really like that moment. And of course, a couple other moments I like, I like it when, um, when Adam Goldberg gets to live and shit kicked out of him by, um, Nikki Cott and, and the fight, the fight at the, uh, at, at the moon tower. Oh yeah. He, that was, he gets all quite intense yeah. that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Cause he got, um, he got worked up. I mean, you know, he's, I mean, he picked the wrong guy to even like like uh, um, Nikki Cat's uh, character in that film. Um, you don't mess with guys like that because you know he probably had like a really crappy home life. His dad probably beat the hell out of him. So didn't seem I like mean, he was just, in the right. My guess. He, he didn't seem like he was the right, um, right. F- f- frame of mind. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's like, you know, I've come here to do two things, uh, kick some ass and drink some beer. And it looks like we're uh, almost out of beer. That guy's <laughs> looking for a fight. And then and then you have like the absolute dorkiest, nerdiest, whatever word you want to use. Um, Adam Goldberg's character when he comes in. I mean, I mean, that dude's just doomed. I mean, that's just that like 
that guy is going to get his ass kicked no matter what. And he just, you know, he walks by, you know, he says, mentions something about smoking, somebody smoking reefer. And then uh, Nikki Cott's like, w- w- you know, he, he swears at him and, and then, you know, pushes him a little bit. And so Adam Goldberg gets all like pumped up and like, he's going to go fight him. And <laughs> he finally just has enough. And he, he's like, all I have to do is hit him once and someone's going to break it up. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll be fine. And, you know, he hits him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he hits him and then he just gets the, I mean, he, he gets his ass kicked. I totally. Mean, he gets like, if it was, if it wasn't for uh, Matthew McConaughey and, uh, Randy Pink Floyd saving the day, man. I mean, he might have been in the hospital after that. So that's that's another favorite moment of the film. And then, of course, I mean, I, I think almost every single scene Matthew McConaughey's in. I mean, his his all right, all right, all right, which you know he he says a couple times. His famous, you know, that's what I like about them high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age, which. I don't really know how well that quote would go in today's society. You know, <laughs> it doesn't age that well, but it's I mean, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it has not aged, but it's still like, I, I mean, I don't, I guess he was hitting on, you know, a girl that made, might've been 18 and he, and he might've been 20. Oh, who, who knows? He might've been 35. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I really love that part. Um, also, I love the uh, the car scene where um, Ben Affleck and they're they're chasing uh, Mitch Kramer and them when when the one kid I think his name's like Penico or whatever he he gets his brother's car and so they're getting chased and I think like that song like Jim Dandy to the rescue and that that song's playing and they're just like just turn man turn and Penteco like closes his eyes man and he just makes this hard turn <laughs> and then they get to Carl's house. Carl and Mitchie, they're like running out there and then like Ben Affleck runs to get him. And then like Carl's mom comes out there with a shotgun and, and then, so uh, and then I guess I'll just say one more. I, I'll say, I'll say one more favorite part is, is when Ben Affleck's Obanian gets his, when they, when they throw, I guess that is that paint. I, I guess that's it's, paint it's, that, they, it's, that they dumped on him. Uh huh. I think it's paint. I'm pretty sure it's paint. It looks like it looks like paint. Yeah. 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 White paint. I I think it's I think it's paint because there's like a a quote when he's driving off. It's like, oh, Banyan finally got a paint job. Oh yeah. So yeah, because like, gotcha. it's cause, yeah because his vehicle his vehicle need to be painted. So, but yeah, <laughs> I mean we could go we we could go through other scenes like. When Mitch gets uh, when Mitch gets beat after the baseball game, and when he first meets uh, Randy, because after he done got beat, and then they're like, "Do you want to get get your hit?" And then Randy just does that little tap, and then he does that little bonding with old uh, Mitch Kramer. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then of course, every single time Mitch Kramer, Wiley Wiggins, the actor, like plays with his hair, his nose touches his face. If you really want a drinking game, just pay attention to every single time he touches his. He touches his, his nose. nose um, he grabs his nose. Yeah, apparently he touches it forty-two times in the movie, which is just crazy to me. Forty-two times. Yeah. So, yeah. So you do you do this drink? <laughs> you drink every time he does that, and then you also take a whatever every single time the word man is used as well. <laughs> Because two hundred three times at least, uh, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so every <laughs> single time, man is you. You would be 
in the emergency room, <laughs> passed out. It would not be a good night for you. There's no coming back. Yeah, it would not be a good night. It, you would not be able to go home and put your headphones on like old Mitch Kramer did and turn your music up. There's no way. But <laughs> there's no way you'd make it home. Yeah, I yeah. mean you've you've there's there's no way. <laughs> you've given me uh, um Yeah, go ahead, but no no you're fine. You've you've um given me so much to comment on there, but I just wanted to um like <laughs> I I I kept thinking of um super bad when i was watching adam Coldberg's performance because that was based on his high school experience um with him and him and seth rogan and and in some ways that's also kind of a hangout movie about a night and stuff but um every time his character came up i kept thinking of um michael sarah in that movie and it does seem like there's some overlap there though adam goldberg seems a little less awkward I'd say I think he he sort of he sort of probably fears he is Michael Sarah, but is probably he's like a super awkward guy and he's super neurotic and and that 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 moment where he tries to fight the guy is so intense. I mean, like that in the that 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 in the scene where the guy's um sh- shooting at the car, like the two kind of most intense moments of the movie you don't get that many in this movie yeah like that when when mitch uh throws when mitch throws the bowling ball that's that's pretty hilarious yeah he throws the big old bowling ball out of the car and then they stop and they get the beer and they're like i paid for the beer i paid for the beer because dom acting like he was gonna you know rob the place and have mitch's to look out and that guy (laughs) brings that brings his gun i mean yeah that's that's a I, i i love that scene I mean, I mean, really, you could you could almost say like this. It's really hard to have like that one moment in Dazed and Confused, and that's when you know you got like one awesome movie that you just you just love to just re revisit, rewatch. Uh, you know, you can watch it by yourself or watch it with a group of friends and still have fun. I think my favorite part of this movie is has to be Matthew McConaughey. Just because of just how iconic every line he he spews out of his mouth is, it's so great, and his performance is so awesome. And I feel like, like I feel like the, the, this movie was sort of on the cusp of a lot of Hollywood careers, but like it wasn't quite on the cusp of a Hollywood persona the same way it was with him. The how way this movie just kind of to find the rest of his life almost i i i read somewhere there was that that, that this movie that, that that his character was based on his on his brother in real life which is so funny to me that he had some older brother that was yeah like, hanging out with high schoolers all the time yeah or something. Could, could, when also and and also i believe that matthew mcconaughey's dad died having sex so that's just another thing, just to. Oh my God! And apparently, Matt, so Matthew McConaughey production lived too. Oh yeah. So oh, okay. So because I've heard the story of Matthew McConaughey's dad dying while he was having sex, but I guess he he died while because I also remember now that they had to stop production of days to go for him to go to the funeral. So wow, I mean, just that's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Talk totally, about going totally. out with a bang, there, Ethan. You know. No. <laughs> going out with a bang um yeah got i that, mean, I, mean yes, sir. <laughs> I can't do it the way you could do it um 
I think I think other than McConaughey, I think the other person that really stood out to me that I don't hear talked about a lot is Parker Posey. She's the quintessential bitch character, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she she's definitely like the uh quintessential bitch. Yeah. I mean, there's just no other uh I mean, she's the kind of like the queen of the movie. I mean, she, you know, she's she's the boss of the yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't want to mess with her. I mean, she she's hilarious. I mean, she takes that role so serious too. I mean, she's she's not like that that role could have been, you know, kind of generic, but she like really gets into it and I mean, she's just so into character. I mean, she's she's probably besides Clint the played by Nikki Cott, the most intense character in the film besides um Clint who beat the shit out of Adam Goldberg. She is pretty much um pretty intense every moment she is on screen and I think she just owns that um that hazing scene that she's in with the like ketchup and the fry like taken on the sidewalk and all that shit. I totally think she just owns yeah, that scene. Yeah. I mean, like it's just kind of yeah, she's just doing like a lap around everyone else in that scene. I just think she's awesome in that. I mean, if she was if she ever came up to me and she said like air raid freshman or air rage little bitch, I would get on the ground in a second <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> that's just how dominant she was in this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised unlike the rest of these people. I mean, like I I'm I'm super aware of her but like i'm surprised she hasn't she never had the same career in hollywood that a lot of these a lot of actors in this movie had because like she's so captivating every time i catch her in something that i'm just like i i i am sort of surprised that she hasn't had the same recognition in hollywood that a lot of these actors have had yes yeah, it's, it's almost like she just peaked too early I mean, some most most of these actors. Yeah, 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 that's possible. Yeah, most most of these actors, like even like like now today, like even some of the people that we're not even thinking about, like Cole Hauser, who plays Benny in the movie. Cole Hauser now yeah. is a is actually he's a pretty huge star because he's on this TV show called Yellowstone. He plays a character called Rip, and like he is like one. Of, oh, I didn't realize he was in that. Yeah, he is like like super super popular now, and. I mean, I always liked Cole Hauser. I mean, because I, I was a huge Days fan, but I think he was like in like Too Fast, Too Furious. He was like one of the main, like the main bad guys in one of the Fast and Furious films. But yeah, like Cole Hauser now today is like, like he's he's one of the ones that everybody's like crazy for. And and that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Oh yeah, definitely. He's definitely uh, making it. He's definitely making it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone just else in the cast. I think. He- if 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 you want to draft your next um favorite thing about the movie, I think my last thing was um Matthew McConaughey and just his whole performance and his whole like like the whole experience with him is just it's just crazy to me. I love him in this. Oh yeah, I, I love him. And and one other um, actor actress uh, Mila jo- Jovanich from the Resident Evil movies. I mean, her part oh, yeah. is kind of small. I mean, her 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 part is small, but I mean, she's. I mean, uh, at, at, at one time, she was probably the second or even the most known person in this cast. I mean, for a time or close to it. Especially like in the late um, 90s or so, maybe. Yeah. Yep. And I, I guess, After like the fifth element. Yes. Yes. Because like, I think she took a little break from acting mm. from from this because she was like she was a singer too 
which I didn't know. So she worked on her music and she was actually, oh, frust- wow. I heard she was like, I heard she was like frustrated from her role. Cause like, well, two things happened to her. One, she was frustrated because her role got cut like a lot from like what was originally going to be. And another thing is, you know, she married uh, her co-star, Sean Andrews, who played Pickford. Oh yeah. I was going to talk have- about that. The guys yeah, Sean the Andrews. Party. Yeah, he and so they had a, uh, a but their mom got in annulled because she was only 16 at the time. So six, 16 or 17. So the parents got their uh, marriage annulled. And then a, another thing, I don't know if you've heard about this, but the supposed tension between uh, Randy Pink Floyd, Jason London's Pink and Sean Andrews's uh, Kevin Pickford, like they supposedly didn't like each other at all. And they almost came oh, wow. to like blows and a fight. And so uh, Linkletter changed that oh, scene wow. on the 50 yard line. Yeah, it was supposed to be Kevin. I, I guess it was supposed to be um, Pickford and uh, Mila Jovanich, but instead they put Matthew McConaughey. So really having that tension between um, Jason London and Sean, An- Sean Andrews, because people pointed out there, there's a lot of scenes with them in there, like they're both in the scene but they're not a lot of interaction because they honestly just didn't like each other. So that's just one of the, uh, trivials. Yeah, totally. And that could explain why, um, Sean Andrews sort of has an oddly like diminishing part in the movie as the, as the yeah. film goes as on. Film I'm not goes sure if, it, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it was, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was yeah, um, like in, in shot, the- shot in, in sequence or whatnot, but yeah, it seems like as the movie goes right. on, it's just you see less and less of them. Yes, because because like when you film starts out, it's like this is Randy's best friend. I mean, that's that's the impression right. I got. But then toward the end, it's like okay, maybe it's not as well not his best friend and uh, Matthew McConaughey's is his best friend because that 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 part of almost like the sidekick for. For Randy Floyd, well, also um, Dom Sa- Sa- blah, blah, Sasha Jensen, he 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 has a very yeah. large part, so he's he's there the whole time as well. But um, but yeah, uh, definitely a uh, Pickford, his role definitely goes down downhill. But there's also like you know kind of like character arcs for certain characters. Like once O'Banion gets the the paint dumped on him, he's gone, he's done. There's his story, and then the also That's the true. middle school yeah. kids besides um, besides Wiley Wiggins is uh, Mitch Kramer. They're gone because they get in the car and drive off. So boom, you have closure on those two stories right there. And uh, but yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's definitely one of those movies, man, that I've seen a lot, and definitely one that it's fun to definitely talk about too, man. This is a uh, yeah, I used to have a shirt like the I I, I came here to do two things, you know, <laughs> fix some ass and drink some beer. I, I had that shirt. Oh, that's I think awesome. I had one of those little, I had one of those little smiley faces that they had. And I don't know if you've ever um, seen a movie called The uh, Stone Age. It it was a it's it's a movie about these stoners, not, man, no. and, and they have it's something to to possibly check out in the future because it said like even more like radical than dazed and confused. I mean, that, that was the, um, that was their tagline for the film. And what's funny is they have that, that same smiley face that you see, like all, if you ever see like a dazed and confused poster, like that, 
yellow smiley face. They have a smiley face for the uh, uh, doormat, like in one of the scenes. And one time I pointed out that how like the Stone Age was was a clone of Days and Confused. But then someone who claimed they were smart and maybe they were uh, informed me that the Stone <laughs> Age was actually written before Days and Confused. And I'm like, whatever. OK, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. I mean, it's just one of those things that I probably wouldn't have watched the Stone Age like 25 times if I didn't. If I hadn't seen Days and Confused. And and honestly, uh, I've probably seen Days and Confused uh, at least I mean, at the very least, 60 times, but wow, uh, uh, 60. Wow, that's anything. really but, impressive. I mean, it's over the years, but it, it, but it was like summers where we would watch it just constantly. And the thing is, is like movies as I get older, movies that I, I haven't watched just because I watch this movie like every day or like we watched it once, then we watched it twice and we watched it again. So there was just certain movies I would watch over and over and over. So, so it's so odd that we're, um, that that we're talking about this now because this woman just came out with a book about the making of this making of this film um, called, I think, Oh, Right, Right, Right. I think that was the name of it. Oh. Um, and so there's a bunch of press about this movie just in the past couple days. And so I was trying to get up on like the New York Times article and the author um, wrote an interesting piece in The Ringer and stuff. But, like it's just kind of about like how crazy like the set was and stuff and how everyone was hooking up like the whole time, basically. And um, and and. And like a lot of it was about um, the relationship between Sean Andrews and Jovovich. Yeah, cl- close enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a bunch of young people on the set that kind of got their freedom for the first time, and, and was such a like like it was a script that involved a, a lot of flirting and stuff. And so I think the actors sort of that sort of. Sp- Tet the tone, par the actors. It was apparently a pretty crazy set, and it's interesting that we're just sort of hearing about it now, par the first time. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, definitely, you put a bunch of young people. Uh, you probably have alcohol. Probably yeah, have some drugs. Definitely. Um, you, you work long hours. You know, you work hard. You play hard. So there's definitely going to be some. Uh, some extracurricular activities once the camera st- stop rolling. And, and that's, that, yeah, that's pretty cool that we have a, a, a new book about this movie because this movie is what 27 years old and yeah. Uh, and we're still, you know, talking about it like it's came out last week. I mean, and that's, that's, that's awesome. I, um, I've definitely just, I mean, there's just, there's nothing I don't like about this film and that's, that's just, that's very rare. When there, I can say there's absolutely nothing. I, I mean, I mean, this has always been one of my favorite movies, and if not my favorite movie, because I've, I've just kind of just grown up with it, and it's a. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody that doesn't like this film? It's, yeah, yeah, no. I I mean, it's like it's hard to not like. It's such a it's such a charming movie, and like you kind of, I th- I think the other the the other revelation that came from this puck is that um is that richard linklater was originally trying to create he called it an anti 
nostalgia flick, which is yeah, so yeah. odd to me that that he would want to create something that didn't romanticize the seventies when it feel it, it it feels like that's the film's primary um focus. But I mean, I find yeah. that so odd. Yeah, because because I've I've read stuff like where it's like Dazed and Confused isn't like the reality, but like what like when you remember a story, it's like it's like the memories. It's like like it's a really good way to describe it. Yeah. And I read it in like a like an essay about it. And it and it just it just it stuck with me because it's it's not like what happened. But it's like like when you think back to a time when you hung out with your friends or you did something crazy. It's like those moments that you remember in your head. And that's really what Dazed and Confused is, is like those awesome moments. Because there's really nothing, even when like, you know, uh, Kevin Pickford gets in trouble for his, uh, you know, keg party. I mean, think about in reality, your parents would not let you leave the house probably, right? I mean, right. if you just tried to, yeah, probably. I mean, let's just say, I mean, let's just say it, but he just goes right out and parties with his girlfriend, you know, just leaves the house. And I mean, there's no like the consequences of people's actions. There's, there's none in, in this movie. I mean, there's, there's, there's no consequence to Randy, you know, and them getting busted at smoking the joint at the 50 yard line. There's, I mean, the coach yells at him for a second, but he just says, you know, I might play football, but I'm not signing this. And he throws it at him and, you know, he doesn't get kicked off the team. I mean, nobody gets hurt, you know, well, except uh, Adam Goldberg, but I mean, he gets to eat breakfast after that with his with his friends, you know. So, so there's no consequences to anything. So it's a almost like, yeah. I mean, it's almost like what it should be kind of nostalgia, but Richard Linklater says it's not, and so we're gonna take his word because you know he is a a very good writer and director. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it, it it's super different from my high school experience. But I find myself longing for this high school experience that I never had after 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 seeing this movie, and, and you sort of find yourself reflecting back on whatever times you sort of see. But it doesn't like super specific to the film, but you find yourself um, reflecting back on this time that you have experienced but probably not in the way that the film chose it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all of us, when we watch this, we kind of wish that, you know, we could have had a, a, a Mitch Kramer moment and think about it going yeah. into ninth grade, <laughs> you know, go like your first day out of middle school, you go, you hang out with arguably the coolest guy in the whole school. You even, get to uh, get drunk with all your friends, you get to experiment with uh, smoking some weed, and you get to hook up with a pretty hot girl on your first <laughs> date. I mean, right afterwards. So and so that's a real, like I said earlier, it's like your whole high school is summed up in like all those experiences that you could have had during high school. Uh, Mitch pretty much lived four years of high school in one night, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy turn of events for him. And then his mom is just sort of chill with him showing up totally drunk at the end of the night. Um, yeah, I mean, like he he like obviously gets um, 
harassed at the beginning of the movie, he arguably has the best time of 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 of, oh. of, every, of, of anyone there. Oh yeah, for whatever reason. I mean, I mean, he definitely has out. he definitely has the last laugh. There's, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. There's no denying that that um, Mitch Mitchy Kramer, and then you also had that little. Um, kind of plot that's left at the end of 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 who uh randy's gonna spend his summer with because you know if you remember he's he's making out with uh mitch's sister in in the woods and then she's like don't you have a girlfriend and he's like uh what girlfriend and then and then (laughs) toward the end you know he's back with his girlfriend riding in the car to go get the aerosmith ticket so you have that almost like a little love triangle because he kind of had like like Joey Lauren Adams, who was Simone, who was his girlfriend, and you had Parker Posey. Those were the girls that were kind of like the uh, like almost like the mean girls. I, I I guess that would be the way to describe. Yeah, I them. think it's a good way to put it. And then you had um, Jody, who was um, Mitch's sister, and sh- and she was just kind of like the good looking like n- I guess the good looking nice girl. I mean, that's how I would describe her. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and so they kind of because I think there's scenes in the film where like, what what did that bitch say about me? You know, especially with like Parker Posey and and uh, Joey Lauren Adams talking about um, I think they were just jealous. I, I think there's a little bit of jealousy, maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, it's just it's just a fun film to just to speculate, you know, what what could possibly happen. You know, the year does. uh does Randy play football? Uh, does he, does that arm throw for 2000 yards? You know, do they win their state <laughs> championship? Do they let O'Banion play again? Because that's, I don't know, Texas high school athletic rules. So would he be eligible to play again? Cause he was a football player as well. So um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I've, I've also watched a couple um, like deleted scenes from the film, like just mm. on, and they really didn't to me like go with the movie so i think they did a i mean i didn't see them all but just the ones i saw just just like the dialogue and stuff it just didn't fit with the story so i think they did a good job of editing out the stuff that shouldn't have been there so that's just just a couple of the scenes that i saw that just one they were at the uh, moon tower and just some of the some of the language they use and what they were saying it's just it just didn't fit with the rest of the vibe and i was uh but um, yeah, that's I, interesting to me. Out of any movie, it reminds me the most of Almost Famous, mm-hmm. and that that got sort of a longer cut of it um, more recently that included an extra like forty minutes in there. Wow. And like I, I I I would think that this movie would benefit from something like that, where like you got to hang out with the characters for longer. But it's interesting that you say that it didn't quite come together the way you were expecting it to. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it was just, it just, the scene just, it just felt out of place. I mean, yeah. maybe there, there were other scenes where it wasn't like, there's one when, um, uh, it was, uh, Kevin Pickford and he's like talking to these, I don't know if it was Kevin or Benny. It might've been Benny. One of those were talking to like these two little kids who were, um, like in sixth grade or seventh grade. And they're like, we're going into eighth grade and actually like Carl, and someone, the other kid, they're like looking out of the house, like watching these two little kids get like almost like beat up on the side of the road. Cause, but it, it just, it just didn't, it just didn't fit to yeah. me. I mean, the scene didn't fit. 
And I mean, there's a reason why a lot of stuff's cut. I mean, and maybe there is some good stuff because we always like, there's always these movies, man, especially um, like horror films, like all those like Friday the 13th movies that are with their uncut, the stuff that just got left or they couldn't because they would like not get an R rating or whatever. Right, but, right, right. But with this, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a scene that's that should have been put in there. But I think, but what's cool is I think we know, like we can talk, like we could go through all these characters and we and we feel like we know something about them. I mean, like. Yeah, I think that's almost, a good point. I think that's a good like, point, yeah. Like, like Almost like every single one. In, and even like some of the people that never really did much after this movie, um was it like the uh dom what's 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 his name um uh the guy with this with the guy with the soul pole oh uh, <laughs> yeah what is his name <laughs> yes that's dom i think right yeah no, that's i think not dom, I, yeah i think so, that sounds right yeah it's played i think it's actors like melvin something like he really never did anything else, but he was he was a fun he was a fun character because he's like hey uh mitch yeah he played Melvin, but um, Melvin is the name of the character. But he was like, "Hey, Mitch, go over here and get me this, uh, you know, go buy me this beer, you know." And he, you know, he's playing dice, having fun. He's, you know, his, uh, his paddle's called the Soul Pole. You know, he was one of the lives of the party. But as a guy that was really never in, he has like two acting credits to his name. Oh wow, Jason Jason O. Smith. Jason O. Played, Smith. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at him now played Melvin and then like uh and per- somebody that we've kind of neglected talking about is uh, I don't I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her name I'll try to uh Kristen Hinojosa who played Sabrina who played like the the female the female yeah. equivalent to Mitch Kramer but like right. she has that that bonding with um what Jody or whatever um with with Jody, like we're like these these cool high school like the cool like you could argue that the, the coolest guy and the coolest girl uh you know feel this I don't know this obligation to almost pick a freshman girl and a freshman guy to kind of show them the ropes or maybe they just they I mean I, I don't know why they do it. Maybe they just do it because it makes sense with the movie. But I mean, because I mean, I mean, why did the coolest guy in the school get uh, uh, maybe he just likes. But I got a a good theory. Maybe he just wanted to get with uh, Mitch's sister. And so why not be nice to Mitch? Then he can hook up with her sister with his sister later. I mean, that's just just a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he mentions at one point early in them hanging out that some senior showed him the ropes. And he yeah. was a freshman, yep. and so I think he's yep. sort of he, he he's sort of nostalgic for this time that was that was four years ago for him, and I think he sort of he's sort of seeing himself in the kid. At least that was my interpretation, but I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of just like paying. Yeah, you're definitely like paying it forward. Yeah, yeah, like definitely just. Uh, yeah, he he yeah, remembered yeah. the time when he got his ass beat, so so he just. You know, say, man, this, this, this is, this was me in ninth grade. Except I didn't touch my nose forty-eight times in the <laughs> three minutes. But oh my god, it's so much! It's so much. He, 
he, he totally reminds me of um i'm i'm not sure if you follow like baseball at all but like he looks exactly like um tim hensicum who who was a pitcher part of the giants like yeah tim looks yeah, yeah 10 years yeah. ago and, and yeah 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 totally and it's just so odd to me that they were both pictures and had the same hair and face and everything but yeah he was not um he was such a bad pitcher um that he he lied um wiley wiggins lied and said that he could pitch and so they had to have a pitching double during the baseball <laughs> scene so perhaps oh, okay Ethan, let's 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 think about this perhaps tim linsomecum was the pitching double we can just pretend we can just pretend ooh. that it was Lincecum that was ooh. the uh, pitching. Oh, I like this. Score. I like this theory. Yeah. I like this theory a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, there's just so much to talk about that was with this movie. I mean, honestly, i I think I'm through. I think I'm through with my notes. Though, is there anything you want to sort of close off with? Any sort I, of I guess final uh, thoughts? first of all, you know, thank you so much for. For, hang, for us hanging, you know, for us hanging out and getting to go just oh, relive yeah, this awesome movie. And if, yeah, and if anybody's, you know, listening that's that's never watched this movie, it's like uh, you need to watch it. And I, I think it really, when I first, uh, I, I was doing some research and, and they said they just, they marketed the movie wrong when it, because they kind of marketed it as a high school comedy, like for kids. And what they really should have did was kind of mm. like market it to like older, like the, like to like 30 year olds at, at, at the time, you know, kind of like people that grew up at that time. But, um, but of course over the years, this movie has, you know, picked up such a, a cult following. And I think even, even if you're like 11 years old and you like to drink milkshakes, I think you should even, I think you should definitely watch this film. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good Milo, one. Milo, if you're listening. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. I like that a lot. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to like find people that have never seen this and just sit them down and say, "Hey, watch this." You know, like if there was like a okay, totally. if I wanted if I wanted to show you an action movie, I would show you like either uh, John Woo's uh, Hard Boiled or um, The Raid. Those those are the two action movies that I would like sit you down and make you watch. But if I wanted you to watch a like coming of age hangout movie or whatever you want to call it day in a life. I would sit you down and make you watch this. Definitely. This, this would definitely be the film that I like. If you haven't seen, I mean, it's, it's like, it's one of my favorite. It's, I mean, it might be my favorite movie. I like, I usually have yeah. people wrap up, um, by saying a, um, a quote that they love, from a movie in character. Um, so oh, it can man. be from oh, this God. movie. I mean, I know you've got plenty from this movie or it can be from any other movie, but it can be any, any quote that you love in character. All right. So we'll just do, okay. So it's, it's probably not going to be exactly word for word, but um, let's, let's try it. Let's, let's, let's do Betty doing like, all right, you freshman Fox, listen up. Usually you spend your summers running for your ass, but if you meet here right after school, you only get one beating from each of us. But if you run like cowards, and it's open season all summer long, and Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitch Kramer, 
We're looking for you, boy. Your ass would be purple before the summer's over. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, that was awesome, dude. I can't believe you remember all that. that, that, that that's too yeah, impressive it, it, to me. It's, it's not word for word, but it's, it's, it's close. It's, 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 I'll take it. It's close, man. All right. Well, we thank you so much. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you man. killed it, man. Yeah, man. We, uh, <laughs> I'm glad, you know, we kind of just, yeah, you just, that is this work. This was a bunch of fun and I hope to do it again with you, brother. I totally appreciate it so much. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.